time to settle in for another episode of Deep in the Horror of Texas with your hosts, Ralph, Jeff, and Nathan. You gotta be fucking kidding. I get up early and sing this little song. Run, rabbit, run, rabbit, run, run, run. Run, rabbit, run, rabbit, run, run, run. Bang, 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 bang goes the farmer's gun. Run, rabbit, run, rabbit, run, 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 rabbit, run, rabbit, run, run, run. Don't give the farmer his fun, fun, fun. Welcome to another episode of Deep in the Horror of Texas. My name is Ralph. Hey, and I'm Jeff. I'm Nathan. And we're here to talk about the new movie, Get Out. Um, This film... Wait, wait. There are going to be spoilers. Oh, so yeah, go see yeah. the movie and then come back and listen to us. And you're back. And you're back. Thank you for coming back. <laughs> um, we missed you. The big thing I saw with this is uh, the news when they said um, that Jordan Peele is going to be directing a film. I was like, cool. Jordan Peele's a great guy from Key and Peele, Comedy Central. Keegan-Michael Key and Jordan Peele do that awesome skit show on Comedy Central. It was just fucking groundbreaking, hilarious uh, shit. It was just really fun skits and really fun comedy stuff. And then uh, Jordan Peele uh, was directing a film. It had some cool interest. And then you find out it's going to be a horror film. Which uh, which was odd because a uh, few people had told me, and I saw like a, another like article that stated it was supposed to be a horror comedy, which I thought was a bit odd. But mm-hmm. it had its funny moments in the movie, and Jordan Peele, hell, he's known to do the Comedy Central stuff, so it's like, all right, I guess that works for it. I guess, yeah. So it's it was really surprising, especially seeing how this is his debut, like or directorial debut with the movie, and for him to pick a horror movie over a comedy, that's kind of. That was a bit odd. Well, what he said on the comedy thing was uh, comedy and horror, when you're filming it, plays so similar. It's all about timing and pacing. Yeah. And he was like, you know, coming from a comedy background, I found it easy to have this as kind of like a stepping stone to, you know, almost like a practice film. Yeah. But it gets so much fucking acclaim. It was just, oh, it was great. Me and, and the me and the wife watched all, a lot of the seasons of Key and Peele. And then almost every freaking episode or certain Halloween episodes, they would take their stab at the horror genre. Mm-hmm. And they would do some shit that was just fucking great. And if it wasn't for that little twist that would make you laugh, they were doing horror big justice. Like yeah. they, were, they were able to pull it off. So yeah. you already saw it was in their like repertoire, you know, to pull off that kind of uh, style. Yeah. And like you were saying that it's all about the timing and the timing was actually really fucking well done with this. Oh, it was beautiful. It was great. Both in the laughs and I wouldn't say scares, but like in the moments that really kind of drew into the movie. It's like, what the fuck? It did, it did its intensity really well in one scene in particular is when the gardener's running straight at him. And yeah. It's like, okay, why is this thing running straight? And then it just keeps on that view as like he's running towards the camera. It's like, fuck. It made me uncomfortable seeing yeah. that big dude chug across the field like that. Yeah. Yeah, especially with that sprint that he was at. Dude, he was fucking dude. hauling ass. Fucking terrifying. <laughs> when I remember reading about this, it was like it was going to be a white girlfriend brings her black boyfriend to, you know, visit her parents and like things just go, all right, uh, you know, all right. And I was like, wow, I was kind of taken back by that because it felt simplistic. You know, I was like, I was expecting something darker and deeper. And then when you see the early trailer, you see the twist that it was going to go more towards of a almost disturbing behavior. Yeah, kind of thing, and you're like, oh fuck, this is going to be a fun fucking ride. Peel said that he took a lot of fucking, oh, I don't know, a lot of whatever from the Stepford Wives, yeah, 1970 horror hmm. film, and he said, you know, it's a horror film, but it's satirical, and the premise is racism. So he's like, I kind of just took it. In no way is this autobiographical, but the beginning, you know, black guy dating a white chick, going home to meet her parents, and they have no idea is black. He's like, that's. Yeah, kind of happened to me before, so it's kind of funny that it plays that way. But then 
you know, goes off the way it does into a horror fucking great psychology thriller oh, yeah. fucking twist. So yeah, fucking it fucks with your mind. <laughs> I also like the idea that he did uh there like since Night of the Living Dead, uh Romero's original. Yeah, uh, there really hasn't been a super uber strong African American black guy, you know. Right. And and done justly. And I think he being inspired by that from beginning to end, you you wanted to feel for the guy. You were in his shoes, you were you know, yeah. being fucked with, you're being like, you know, is it in his head? Like, where is the twist line all the way down to the end? And that's, I, I think that was like ultimate trip because, you know, it mirrored exactly what they kind of pulled off with that kind of stuff. And the, another great thing was that throughout the entire movie, yeah, you do feel for him because you see all this weird shit happening around and everyone is acting weird around him. And you're just kind of like, what the fuck is going on? And so you're kind of like, you're getting put into his head because you're everything's happening like whenever the woman like grabs him by the arm oh he's really strong you know so and like oh like, let me see your golf swing i knew tiger yeah <laughs> what especially with the twist that you get at the very fucking end it's you like, know what the fuck to mean tiger is a uh to what end yeah maybe and th- and that's what's cool about the film approaches it like invasion of the body snatchers uh the faculty uh disturbing behavior after that one person who is not turned meets all these other people. You start seeing the little nuances of just that abnormality between, you know, just yeah. basic human interaction. And I love that. Even like when the guy tried to fist bump uh, Kyle at the mm-hmm. table, he was just like the guy just grabbed the fist and like shook it. And I was just yeah. like, yeah, the awkwardness was just apparent within every uh, character that uh, the main guy, Chris or whatever. Yeah, uh, was, Chris. Yeah, that he was interacting with. And I was like, wow, this is genius. <laughs> Where he yeah. walks up to the other black guy at the party and he's like, it's nice to see there no, another brother here. And he's like, honey, this guy was just saying how nice it was to see another black person. Like, what? <laughs> the guy's you just fucking a snitch. You <laughs> fucking asshole. Thanks. Thanks again. What was it, Tom? Asshole? Logan, you piece of shit. <laughs> Dickhead. But no, yeah. it was fucking hilarious. I... I, I I kind of was annoyed at the first 30 minutes of this film. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, I remember you were kind of like, Bleh. I was just like, dude, is this how you see white people? Like, this is like reverse racism. Like, mm-hmm. all the white people are like, gee, golly, gosh. But then I realized these guys are in their 80s. They're, yeah. they're in the South. And yeah, you're, in, this, you're in Alabama, I believe. So, yeah, so, yeah. I mean, they probably do talk like, I'm from the North, so we don't talk like that. But we just don't talk. I was just, <laughs> I was glad that they cemented the relationship really early on. Like yeah. they humanized Chris really. Like he was just an artist living in the city with his girlfriend and his dog, and you know, just you know, things are going day by day. He his parents are both dead. He's dealing with you know loss and grief still at this age and stuff. He's seeing in his in his photography and his artwork, and then you know uh, he has that one close friend Rod who was like an uncle or something like that. You know, yeah. just close family. But everything else was just like, wow, he's just trying to take that leap within a relationship to go visit the parents. And then parent life like, for this chick was just like, must have been great. You know, it's just like her dad's a neurosci- uh, neuroscientist or whatever the fuck. Yeah, he's a neurosurgeon. neurosurgeon. Neurosurgeon, yeah. And mom's like, what, a, a world-renowned fucking uh, psychologist. Psychologist, yeah. yeah. Or that, no, their grandpa was, was a fucking Olympic athlete. Yeah. I don't, it didn't say what the grandma did, I don't think. No, I, just, no, I, don't, think, I don't think they talked about her her achievements but and then the the brother is following in the dad's footsteps to be a doctor too a doctor as well oh, neural neuro that guy surgeon. has pure anus mouth now that he's dead, really fucking, <laughs> this guy oh, every time i see him ever since fucking x-men first class i'm like i fucking hate this guy yeah mouth. that's uh, he's like, banshee yeah fucking sam was like i've seen him before and like she she was the one that made the comment but about he the does do like man. exquisite character fucking oh. acting so yeah uh, the actor i forget his last name but first name's caleb yeah i mean he does the he's like the who's who for like really cool art house fucking uh horror stuff he did like brandon cronenberg's antiviral he was uh originally cast in the uh caleb jones the uh, thank you he was originally cast in uh the last exorcism yeah yeah and that was a really good one to come out of nowhere um from he, garland wow garland texas mm-hmm. wow that's cool but he, I, I like him. He, he does a lot of really cool shit. He's almost like that uh, one dude from Chronicle, you know? Yeah. So uh, seeing him play the brother, it was really cool. Especially as you see as uh, the story unfolds and you get all these cool things. But uh, the one thing I thought that was truly unique is the way they uh, they did the hypnotize. Uh, the the hypnotize. Yeah. That, they they stepped away from the entire, That's like they said, amazing. you watch too much TV with yeah. the, oh, you're getting sleepy. And wave a clock or a uh, pocket watch in front of them. It's like, what the fuck? 
Yeah, and she was just like, no, we just have you focus on an object as she keeps stirring her tea. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's like, just that spoon fuck. rubbing against the bottom of the cup. Mm-hmm. I was just like, man, that just rocks you into that fucking complacency where you just like, yeah. Yeah. Now bring me into the storm. Where were you? Do you hear the rain? Tell me when you're there. <laughs> right? you're like, Jesus, fuck. He's <laughs> like, I'm frozen. What were the magic words? We're just... Boom. Where he's like, uh, sink to the floor? Sink God. to the floor. Sink to the floor. What? what? No, wait, wait. Boom. Sink to the floor. Shit. God. I love the black zone. That was know, it. Where he, it's like he's looking at the television of when his mother died. That but was awesome. It's his, him peeking through his own eyes. Yeah. It's just like, well fucking done, man. And, that was that, great. It, like, and then with that scene with it just being the kid and she does the entire sink into the floor. Like you see the kid sink into the bed and at the on the other side of that bed is him. Yeah, it was like, ooh, <laughs> yeah, that's beautiful. So no, that that was beautiful. Like I like the way that that was shot. I like the, like the pretty much of him just falling and screaming, and you can't hear anything. Yeah. yeah. So and it's it's like man, and all you see is that little window. Yeah. And she's well, it's a there. TV screen. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's TV screen, whatever have you. But like the fact that she was just like looking at him through it and he's just getting further and further away. She's like, all right. And shuts his eyes Mm -hmm. to where he can't see what's happening. It's like, fuck. I love that he wakes up and he's just like, I think your mom fucking hypnotized me last night. I love it. Yeah, (laughs) It was, it was really cool. They, I mean, I remember watching like a documentary and they say, even like the sound of uh, the ice cubes in Coca-Cola commercials, when they pour the Coke in the ice cube thing, the sounds meant to like trigger something in you. To kind of, kind of subliminal message, subliminally, yeah, you know, fuck with you and shit. Like, it's neat that you watch TV, obey, yeah. eat, drink, drink Coke. You know, it's like, fuck. It's yeah. awesome. But yeah, no, it was. It was a big thing in eighties advertising, man. Yeah, yeah. Little, little, little cues. Mm-hmm. They, they get, they get you to focus on one thing. Coke, the entire the the fizz, the the ice cubes, all that stuff. McDonald's, fucking, you hear the fr- you hear the fries like get into the fucking packaging, or you hear the fryer like, oh, listen to the sound of that grill, and you see the steak hit the grill, and it's like, it's like, Fuck, go eat. Yeah, I'm you, hungry. You, you go there and you back. get served a rat's ass. <laughs> <laughs> a steak the size of a fucking half dollar. <laughs> Fuck, man. Fuck it. But um. I was amazed that this film brought the tension, it brought the thriller, it brought that whodunit. It it just brought so much shit to the table yeah. without being like pure slaughterhouse violence left and right. Because mm-hmm. when you get to the point of him flashing the picture just to take a picture of uh, Kyle at the party or whatever. Yeah. Logan. Yeah, Logan. And then he gets fucking triggered and he just does that dramatic get out sequence. And then the other sequence with the... Uh, uh, Morgina or something like that. The 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 lady upstairs, the housekeeper lady, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Georgina. Georgina. Yeah, Georgina. she comes up there and she does that real close up scene where like the photo- I mean the 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 camera's like inches from her face and it just drives terrific them. acting. Oh, by the way, everybody. Yeah, no, she was that that one was spot on. But I love that when they take you to those places, man. They just throw up the those huge tension moments, and it's just awesome to see. Uh, yeah, in a film. And people have been attacking that, saying, like, this is the first time we've seen a, a smart horror film. It's like, no, it's just being noticed. I think yeah. we've, I mean, when you're when you're surrounded in shit, you're going to notice, you know, the fucking, you know, you the see, filet mignon yeah, yeah, <laughs> on a nice gonna, plate, you know, sitting around. You're gonna, yeah, you're definitely, you're going to see, you're going to see the nice dish. Yeah, totally. Also, when they uh, when they introduce uh, Stephen Root, you remember where they're going through all the crowd, and then Stephen Root's like this blind guy sitting at the the chairs, where it almost looks like a, like a wedding reception. Yeah, mm-hmm. and uh, you see this guy with this blind walking stick, and Stephen Root from like King of the Hill. He comes mm-hmm. out of news radio as Jimmy James. Uh, oh brother, where art thou? Oh brother, where art thou? I mean, uh, I was like glad to see this guy because he has that real cool Southern drawl and he just plays like a really cool character. But he's like this blind guy running this art studio that is fully aware of Chris's photography work. Yeah. You know, all awesome and black and white. Something that, that worked out really well, or at least for me it did, it seemed as though he was really the only normal one there. That's exactly. right. Exactly. Yeah. Because yeah. he's the only one that didn't go feel him up and yeah. like, oh, how do you how do you like being treated in today's society as a black man? <laughs> like, fuck, I don't want. <laughs> but then when you, you step away from the movie, it's like, it almost like they're like going through a grocery store and looking at a piece of meat, you know, mm-hmm. like weighing it, judging it, checking it out. Yeah. And what I thought was cool was like when they did have that pandemonium with Logan, um, 
you know, they're saying it's just a seizure and all this crap like that. But then they try to pass off the situation. We're like, we're just going to go. Let's just, you know, let's let's liven up the party. Let's go do some sparklers and play some bingo. It's like, what? Those two random like things. Let's go light some sparklers and play some bingo. And then like the girlfriend and um, Chris decided to go take a walk to kind of have a heart to heart and just, you know. Yeah, Rose. Oh, Rose. Thank you. God, thank you. No, um, when they go do their walkabout and shit, I love, man, I told Nate, I go, when they did that silent auction with the bingo cards, I was like everything just fit like yeah you realize all the fucking dance that you had just watched everything just you know it's starting sense. it's it's piecing together yeah. like for the from like the moment you meet the family you're like all right things something's a little off about them maybe it's just they're in the south they don't they live in the fucking boonies they might not see very many black people they don't know how to react to it granted the see, entire that's what i was thinking the whole time like yeah. it's like uh xenophobia like yeah wait, we don't have very many black people exactly. around yeah here. and then exactly. I, then they did that line of like oh i would have voted for obama for a third term if we could have. and it's like <laughs> uh, okay okay i guess they're just a little socially awkward and then once the once the family get together comes in and everyone's like meeting them then it's like are they fucking trying to figure out if he can be a slave for them? Like that's what because I, you already had the help. Yeah, that's what I was it's like, all right, too. all right. So we'll bring they went from and the whole time he's calling his friend back home, and his friend's like, "Sex slavery, sex slavery." <laughs> went to go suck some dick, and it was all fine. But he got to suck dick, but he got his head chopped off. <laughs> now you're but, screwed. Now you're screwed. But it's like, like. He, First, it comes off as, like you said, xenophobia, and then it comes into the entire, like, oh, shit, they're auctioning off for fucking slavery. Mm -hmm. And then they start and they start doing the bingo. I was like, fuck, that's what they're doing. Yep. And then it throws another fucking wrench in the And then the guy machine. who buys it's the blind photographer. Yeah, he went, like, full-blown, like, $100,000 or whatever the hell he was bidding on. And, like, the guy's just, like, sold, flashing, like, the fucking his hands at the ground. Oh, I think that was, like... Like, the, num like the, the yeah, number's, like, 1,000, 7,000, And then whenever... Hundred thousand, hundred thousand. No, yeah, then, then he does it twice. It's like sold. And he's sold, and he does. He like, yeah. He like, uh, just hammer fists his hand. It's like, yeah, that was awesome. I dude. love I that like, the fuck. dad is the guy from Cabin in the Woods. Yeah, and fucking Billy Madison. Yeah. I mean, he's in the a merman. shit ton of movies, but yeah, he's aged really fast for the past five years. Yeah, I can see that. Think oh, of think where it's... he was at Cabin in the Woods, and now he's old and gray and bald oh, and shit. Like Hollywood movie magic and makeup. No, no, that's what he looks like. But now. even like the the mom, man, she looks great because I remember she her being age. like, "Well, I just, yeah, no, she like, hasn't at all." Uh, where the wild things are. I remember doing a lot of Spike Jones films, like John Malkovich being John Malkovich and stuff like that. Forty year virgin. Yeah, forty year virgin. Ah, oh, dude, she's awesome. I thought she did a great job as the mom. Terrific. Yeah. She was eerie as fuck. I'll you smoke. Around my daughter? Do you yeah. smoke? You know, like, oh, Jesus. that was that was a little off-putting. Just her oh. sitting there, like any scene that has like a parent just sitting there, just sends a chill up my spine. Like, what the oh, fuck did I do yeah. wrong? <laughs> yeah, dude, everybody what? in this movie did a splendid fucking job acting yeah. wise. Yeah, I mean, everybody was perfect. They either made you feel creeped out, they made you feel like violated because they were touching you and oh, like yeah. talking about you, and it's like, hmm. Well, like the brother, that. he's just he was oh, so the brother creepy. I think they, I think out of all of them, I think he gave me the worst vibe out of all. Of it's them. the that, anus mouth. It, that, that, well, the, that and the entire like the oh, table scene. Yeah, the table scene. <laughs> oh, do you play sports? You know, if you really worked out and and you'd be a yada, 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 you'd be a beast. Yeah, you, you watch him. Oh, you think <laughs> you watch him? It's like it's like fuck, something yeah. about jujitsu. You're always three steps ahead of you. It's like yeah. whoa, what the fuck? <laughs> Thanks, dude. I wasn't going to hurt him. I was like, shit. <laughs> that was awesome. Man. I love that he like, he's drunk and he gets up to fucking get him in a chokehold and the mom just says his name once and he's like, straightens right up. I know, right? It's yeah. like, it's like he didn't want to walk him around. He just wanted to fucking like, get the situation going where it needed to be already. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the whole problem that I have with him is every time he talks, I just picture fart noises. Jesus. Like, dude, I'm not lying. Like that guy is. And then, and that's just, I don't notice it at all because I mean, I just like, I don't know, dude, he's just, I don't know. Dope as shit actor. Yeah, no, he, he did a really good job um, with it. What, what I totally forgot to even mention was the beginning of having that unique, almost like uh, Wes Craven's original scream, have that like almost one off little spin moment where mm -hmm. you just like witness something that's not really pertaining solely to the main story, but you still get a glimpse at what's going on, like of the horror. Yeah. And I thought that was done quite well. Like, yeah. Yeah. You know, Dude getting abducted. Yeah. Yeah, and you don't know who he is. He doesn't play any part of the no, story, yeah. really. But uh, well, you, yeah, you do end up encountering it. him later. Yeah, you figure out what the fuck it is at, towards 
the end. Yeah. And I was so locked on the uh, the abductee's situation that I didn't even take notice of the uh, the abductor wearing the night fucking mask thing. I was like, just a, I was oblivious into that until you see it later in the car seat. Yeah. I was like, man, I wasn't aware that the abductor was wearing like this big like night fucking helmet and shit like uh, iron mask and shit. Yeah. I was like, pretty dope. Something from fucking For Honor. No shit. <laughs> but yeah, no, like little trail off from on on that i remember reading a review for the movie and some guy i don't think he even watched the fucking movie but i, I read this review and he's like oh yeah the fucking the guy at the beginning of the movie you like you get no sense of who he is and he never comes back for the rest of it like oh, what was the point of this character he was a throwaway it's like did you watch the fucking movie you dumbass like, that was like he's he probably, was one he's of like probably the, the one guy that knocked it from 100 to 99 he was dumb shit he was he was the one that wrote the review <laughs> i went idiot. on rotten tomatoes and I looked at it I was like, you're the dickhead <laughs> like, yeah. what is this it's a horror movie it's a horror movie oh the guy like you don't even feel for the guy like he doesn't even come back for the movie he was just a throwaway character you don't feel for him he's what just walking fuck? down the street trying to find his chick's house get his dick wet and fucking all of a sudden <laughs> he winds up in the trunk of a car i feel for you pal yeah i really do i, really do. <laughs> I feel bad and then like he's trying to do the right thing he's like nah today and he like turns around and walks like, off this shit <laughs> nah today motherfucker oh man i would have been running yeah no i would have jetted so but oh man no, nah, this, this movie, and like even after that entire ordeal of like after the auction and whatnot, and they realize something is up, especially after they call the TSA man. You oh, know? yeah. TSA is on top of that shit. <laughs> oh, dude. <laughs> Him time. going into the cop station was like one of my favorite fucking parts. <laughs> like, he explains to this, the, this black lady cop, he's like, the cheat. You know, you got to understand, girl, this is what's happening the sex slavery and blah, blah, blah. She's like, Hold on one second. Goes gets two more detectives. Bring them in. Let them know. Tell them the story. And he thinks they're taking him serious, so he starts fucking getting elaborated on the story. And at the end, of it, they just start busting up. Don't tell me I don't do anything for you. And he's just like, "What the hell?" And she's like, "Now you two owe me. You two owe me." Because no that was hilarious. And he's like, "You know, y'all detectives, you might have the same training as us TSA people, <laughs> but we go with the global thing as a terrorist thing." I was like, "Oh man, that's hilarious." Dude, he's so fucking was he awesome. was fucking funny dude but yeah no you have to admit though he was like if it wasn't for him this this entire movie would be just like straight like Hard. straight face the entire time and that's what was interesting they uh they did uh I, I was gonna bring this up later but um they did an interview with jordan peele and he said he had did an edit of this being like um you know kind of more of a straight horror film yeah and it was like really uh broad that made it that humor thing because he said the original ending was going to originally be the police officer pulling up oh shit. and dealing with the situation of, Oh my God, this guy, Chris, you know, just killed all these fucking people at this house. Yeah. And you know, either he gets locked up and put away forever or he gets shot on spot, but he goes, but I could, he goes, I couldn't steal away the moment when Rod shows up. You just hear, it's just, a, it just kills the audience every time when they, when you see the TSA fucking door of the fucking golf yeah. bar and it's just like, everybody's just like, <gasps> it's like yes, it's fucking Rod. Yeah. You get that, you get that sigh of relief oh, at the yeah. end. It's like, oh my God. Movies like this. I mean, I guess we've been dealing with the spiel of, of bad, you know, like bad endings or, or not predictable. endings. exactly. This was a, a happy ending that I don't think anybody could have foreseen because when you see the cop car, the, 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 the lights come on at the end of the film, you kind of had that big gulp. Like, oh, yeah, fuck. you, you feel your heart drop because you see all the shit that Chris has gone through throughout this entire movie. Yeah. And again, you like from beginning to fucking end, you can't help but feel for this guy yeah. for the entirety. And when I was glad when they actually do the whole basement scene, when like Rose is, f f you know, fiending, looking for her keys, he wants to get the fuck out of there. Everybody's just kind of claustrophobically kind of surrounding Chris. They're about to abduct him. He's about to be taken. Yeah. He just wants to get the fuck out of there and all that shit. And, you know, that's that moment when Rose pulls out the keys and just gives him that fucking sinister grin. You know, like, I can't give you, you know, I can't give you the keys, Chris. I was like, that's you that. know why? And that was, but that's the one of my favorite parts because he rushes to fucking fuck people up, and the mom just taps the spoon and damn gone, yeah, out cold. I was like, like fuck. that, dude, that was dark. Like that was a fucking twist I wasn't expecting because, like, you get again, you oh they don't xenophobia, slavery, hypnotism, fuck, and like the entire time he's like yelling at her. Yeah. It's like what the fuck is going on, yeah. <laughs> dude. And well, then she snaps. It's see, like, I asked Jeff this because, like, halfway through the movie, 
I always noticed her eyes are super dilated. So yeah. I thought the mom had her hypnotized mm, yeah, to me too. bring yeah. these people in. But when you find out she's doing it on her own will, you're just like, oh, you crooked bitch. That's, you yeah. Jennifer Conley lookalike whore. <laughs> oh, I will that, fucking kill you. That shoebox just took a whole new fucking thing. And that's why I love when they go back to that scene where she's like looking for the next prospect to like take. Mm. NCAA pro, uh, pro athlete. It's all prospect. But she yeah. has all the photos back up on her wall framed mm-hmm. behind her. I was like, oh, that's so fucking dark. Yeah. It's like her collection behind and her. And that's the funny thing is I never realized she was just shopping athletic. Yeah. Well, pretty much athletic people. I mean, like well, Logan I wasn't. She wanted a taste. I guess like her her grandfather wanted a badass runner, mm-hmm. so that guy pertained to the running. That's why you see that fucking fucked up scene. Yeah, well, that's right. What would, what would uh, the Logan, the Andre... What? I think uh, the Logan-Andre thing was... Just he was uh, so it, it met that woman's appetite. Mm-hmm. No, was like, so it wasn't anything to do with that. Point. It was just it was, something that... He was that, young. Yeah, I guess the brother like probably attacked it, grabbed it, and then they auctioned him off to whoever... Wanted to upgrade their husband. Yeah. Yeah. And that's why I think it was a big twist for people that were like hoping for the brainwash situation. It's like, okay, it's not brainwash. When they start showing the surgery and the way they encountered Chris in that room, it's like, I I was blindsided by the. I didn't see that fucking coming at all. Like we were talking after the movie and I was like, oh, like I. I thought it was going to be like a transference of consciousness. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But they actually take the fucking cortex and the brain out and put it in this other body. And it's like, would that work? Would Don't would know. it be you, your characteristics stay inside your the motor brain? skills are still there? Hey, there's there was a not too long ago in real life. There was that guy who had the heart transplant that kept seeing visions of a different life and shit like that. And. I mean, just, just so what, happen to be his donor's life. Just imagine yeah. what your conscience does when they do like these new facelifts. I mean, the not facelifts, but the uh, face transplants on these yeah. people now. It's like, you know, like some guy was like mauled by a shark and he's a surfer. Then he gets a face from another person who was a burn victim. It's like all these different little stories and you hear. And like when you look through your eyes and you see these things, it's like, like yeah. what are the possibilities? What are the circumstances? And kind it's of like, like wow. uh, see, I just see it as Nicolas Cage face off. <laughs> no. I was going to say the uh, that foreign film, The Eye. Oh yeah, The Eye. Yeah, Forgot about that one, one with Albert like, the original. Yeah, where you get where the woman she's she's blind. She ends up getting a donor's eyes, and she's seeing everything that happened to that woman, and yeah. she's having these nightmares, and it's fucking terrifying. See, but those were all written off this this actual transplant where the guy kept seeing visions of of a different life. Yeah, yeah. And fucking come find out, it was like, oh, well, that was your donor's life, and. He actually met the family and shit. That's fucking incredible. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's weird. People don't understand what why it happened. I don't, you know, because I don't necessarily believe in the spirit or uh, and that's, uh, harmony vibrations yeah, that keep that's, you here when you die. But yeah. And that gets into like gen- genetic code shit, too. It's, you yeah. know, it's, it's like taking a puzzle, a piece from your puzzle and put it in like jamming it into mine and making it work in kind of like. It abstracts your fucking That picture. cat's got a fucked up eye. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> I forget what that was from. But the, uh, oh, that's Cloverfield Lane. Oh, yeah. This cat's got a fucked up eye. <laughs> still need to watch that. Oh, dude. What? Yeah, so I I haven't gotten to see it. Jesus H. But yeah, no, like, this Forget movie, <laughs> it fucking, it, it throws you for a fucking loop. Like, you think you know where it's going to begin with, and then you end up, once you think you got a grasp on it, Flips it again. It's like, all right, all right, okay, I, I got this now. I got this, and it flips it a fucking again. It's like, god damn it! Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it went from sex slavery to regular slavery to okay, they're transferring consciousness to an actual surgery yeah. to fuck. I, I, I don't know. It Literally taking over going. somebody else's life. It just keeps going. I mean, I don't want to expose my final thoughts yet, so. Sorry, um, we're not there yet. <laughs> when the video plays on the TV and it's the grandfather introducing the donor or mm-hmm. the uh, person that's about to be into this cocoon. The, uh, drug coagula. Co- co- coagula. Coagula. <laughs> something, something like but that. But when he introduces himself and his family and all that stuff, you get an idea of what the father originally talked about, about the grandfather losing the race to Jesse Owens. And he says this weird, weird, unique line. And he goes, yeah, he hasn't gotten over yet. Mm. I was like, whoa, like yeah. grandfather's still around. And the whole time I was waiting to see grandfather, like when they showed the guy in the wheelchair, I thought that was going to be the grandfather. Still yeah. nothing. It was awesome to be further led down the rabbit hole and you realize the grandfather is the guy sprinting. The gardener. Yeah. And the gardener wears the hat to hide the scar. Yeah. Georgina was always fixing her hair because his grandma 
still yeah. alive and kicking in Georgina's body, and she's trying to hide the scar. Uh, fucking Logan's wearing the fucking weird hat and shit to hide his scar. I was like, oh shit! Like everything was in place for this larger fucking reveal, and I think it just makes the repeatability of this film like that much yeah. more fun. You know, it's not as disturbing behavior, fun youthfulness, but it's just original and done so well. Mm-hmm. But man, when they started doing that whole scene where he's watching the video and stuff, I was like, everything pertained back to him dealing with his mom's loss. That's why he kept on when he would fight, you know, going into that deep place and all that stuff like that. He would actually like physically scratch his chair. Yeah. Cause he was doing it in the therapist room. Now he's also doing it with that leather couch. Mm-hmm. And the second uh, I saw him pull that fucking hair and start pulling at the cotton i was like oh shit thank god because yeah. it's fucking hypnotism all that shit's like based to you know auditory uh the stir know. of the fucking cup yeah so if he could just not hear those triggers he no, could... no 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 <laughs> oh i love that dude when he would try to fight it that was beautiful yeah oh, yeah so man. he pretends fucking pass out brother walks in fucking finally bink right. over the head you fuck <laughs> yeah, the fucking, yeah three steps ahead of what bitch <laughs> now what i wish i would have changed like this is probably like out of the entire movie the only thing i wish i would have changed was not show you take the cotton out of his ears he should have kept it in should have kept it in that way whenever it came to the mom throw her for a fucking loop and she tries to do it and it doesn't it's not working that would have been fucking that yeah. that would have been really awesome but granted they did it hey you're you're they they did it the way they wanted it was to. like the hostile scene down there in the basement yeah i guess he needed to hear what the fuck was going around around the corner and shit you know yeah, somebody's picking up but yeah dude like him fighting the dad and dealing with him and I love the way he fucking got him with the horns of that fucking deer. Oh, it's like a stag yeah. river. Fuck, that was beautiful. And I love that the entire time all this commotion's going on, the, the girlfriend is upstairs listening to headphones so she yeah. can't hear she's shit. She's eating Cheerios and drinking milk. Oh, was the stag that he stabbed him, was that the one that got killed in the beginning of the movie, or was that a no, doe? I, think that was I a thought doe. that was. Doe was, was, that, was that the doe? Doe was okay. like in the... In the beginning of the movie. Okay, I thought, I, thought I didn't know if I saw, no. I don't know if there were horns on her or no. not. So, that would have okay. been unique. That would've... Yeah, that would have been a very unique one. I think the crying of the doe just triggered the thoughts of like his mom mm-hmm. by herself crying for yeah. help because he never got out of the, you know, from watching TV to call and ask somebody to help him find his mom. Yeah. And that's why you felt all that. He is such a fucking terrific actor. Those dude, tears he sold that shit. Dude. I just yeah. love that I was able to walk away from the film and, you know, hours later, days later and stuff and still think about it. And every all the information felt like it was there to make sense of it. There wasn't really anything that was lacking that I couldn't really make sense of. Minus maybe a better backstory on actual grandma, not just Georgina. Because mm-hmm. you see the photos and you get an idea of who the Georgina abductee was. You know, it was like a lesbian kind of relationship between Rose and Georgina yeah. that she brought home. But then grandma took her and you need a, maybe just like a tiny, like two minutes of grandma backstory. You know? No, that'll be in the sequel. <laughs> get out. The race. <laughs> really <laughs> get out. <laughs> you know, it's going to happen, dude. Granted, I hope not. that was, that scene was cool. Whenever it came down to Rose and the grandpa and she goes, get him grandpa. Oh yeah, and he yeah. just bolts. It's like, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> dude, that guy was like a fucking freight, freight train, train coming at you, oh, like straight fucking at you. Oh, and uh, I shat myself both times he ran. <laughs> me and Nate were in that SDX fucking theater, so when yeah. you hear the fucking gun, I mean, you heard that motherfucker just pop like a fucking son of a bitch in the theater. Oh, it was beautiful. I was like, when she starts going after him, she's firing at the car and shit like that. I mean, he felt reluctant. He picks up Georgina, puts her back in the car after she attacked the car. I mean, all these little things are just auditory, like fucking overloading the soundtrack and the sound design. It was just awesome. Yeah. Because when Georgina comes to and grandma's just like, ah, I was like, oh, shit. you ruined my house. Like, damn, dude. And then meanwhile, the second gets out, it's like she's shooting at the tree right next to him. Now, I do have a problem with this part. Go for it. I do. What's it? This is a, a fucking fatal flaw. Uh, not fatal but i mean it, it's a not a perfect movie just because of a few things but this one the grandpa tackles yeah you can see she's walking up on them and he whips out his phone and takes a you know flashes his eyes just like he did to logan to cause the freak out so he flashes the grandpa and she doesn't see that well i don't think she was there whenever he no did she time. was walking up and yeah she was she was in the doorway yeah, she was there she was yeah right behind him but I don't think she knew what he was doing. No, no, no. She saw she saw the flash because she even asked him, why do you take his picture? 
Okay. Why they're sitting there oh, on the couch and everybody's all talking. Well, I thought the only reason why I figured that she she said that was because they told her what happened. Well, regardless, I mean, you, you fuck, that's like the flash happens. The grandpa gets up and then she gives him the gun. And it's like, what? Like you wouldn't uh, you would just think she would know that that triggers like. Somebody had to go to a disco some point. It would, would like it, it'd be have one a thing. Out. Okay, what causes a freak out? Oh, flashes. Okay. Yeah, it'd be one thing, like, if they, if he somehow, like, if he caught, well, if they, like, showed explaining to him as to what happened, like, Grandpa explained. Or if she was, like, checking on Grandma and didn't see it, but she's walking at them. She's, like, literally maybe 10 yards. No, but I didn't really, I don't take it as, like, the idea that it it releases them of the fucking, like, surgery and shit i think it's like when you shake a no, magic eight it ball gives them a spe- it, it gives it's them just a like moment. that triangle's floating in a liquid and then things come back too but i mean even the people at the party didn't seem aware that this was even a thing that would happen because that's why they reacted the way they did they just tried to get a hold of them and then the lady like recalibrated them with her hypnotism whatever the fuck i guess i mean whatever you want to say i mean it worked great for the fucking story and it was magical as fuck because yeah. she flashes the grandpa out of it and he was able to attack and kill the fucking probably cause, it's also probably because of the fact they've like you said they've never had to deal with that before that's the first time it's happened and for what what are the chances of it happening a second time and him like turn around be completely normal without attacking yeah right. he's straight up going fucking mob mode on him and then all of a sudden he gets flashing he stands up and turns around i mean it, I mean, it says give me the gun let me do it it's her grandpa mm-hmm. I yeah, know. like I think what she's thinking is like, oh, it didn't fucking work that time. My grandpa's stronger or whatever have you, you know, mm. because he was because what was his name again? Grandpa? Lucas, Lucas, Cody. Oh, Logan, Logan, Logan. He's only been, he's been missing for six months, whereas these guys, how long have they been missing for? Who knows? So oh, years, maybe years. thought that maybe it just kind of set in and seeing as how he was a newer person. It wasn't fully calibrated or whatever, have you know, and probably just figured, oh, well, shit, that was just a fluke on that one. Even to speak to it at that kind of fucking level. I mean, it's not foolproof, obviously. That's why Georgina starts crying when he's just talking to her and asking her questions, you know? Yeah. It's like somewhere behind, you know, the illusion of the grandma, there's still a person there in the dark just screaming, trying to get out. That's why you see Georgina do like her teardrops. It's like, you know. So good. It's beautiful. But yeah, yeah. I mean. Yeah. That's my only ding. And then, but the darker ding of like, I love that that happens is that grandpa's somewhere alone in that fucking fog too and watching the guy like yeah. shoot his granddaughter yeah. point blank. It's like, because yeah. he, like the granddaughter, the grandfather really explains how much he loves his granddaughter. She's unique. She's the only one. She's speaks, the real deal. The yeah. one of a kind. Yeah. And I was oh, like, wow. That was even creepier to yeah. hear. Grandpa saying that kind of shit. Yeah, especially now that you think it's grandpa that's saying it's yeah. like fuck. First man. it was just the creepy gardener and it was like, oh god, that's unsettling. Yeah, but now like you know it's grandpa. It's yeah. like, oh god. At first you think it's just brainwashed ex-boyfriend who's jealous and angry, you know? Mm. Well, they just they just need to add some inbreeding and this movie would have been over the top. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Throw another fucking wrench into that. But I love that she's pleading with Chris that whole time, and then he just starts he starts doing that choke out sequence, and he was almost choking her to get to the point where she does do that grin and breaks the character. Mm-hmm. And I love that. I was just like, oh man, thank God she doesn't get to die trying to pretend to be weak. Yeah, she shows that she's evil as fuck, and she you know just and then when you see the fucking the security lights or the the fucking cop lights, you're like, fuck, Chris. yeah, your heart just. Fucking sinks. Well, it's that's like, supposed ugh. to be the original. Because the early encounter, you're like, you know, you already had that cop that was kind of borderline yeah. dickhead. Yeah. Well, that was supposed to be the alternative ending. Was it was supposed to be a cop rolls up? Yeah. And Jordan said he like everybody. Jordan said, said it could go one of two ways: the cop could kill him, or we could arrest him and he could go to jail for the rest of his yeah. life for killing the white family. But the the one thing I'm glad is like it didn't sound like they even ventured into the point of shooting it. Like <clears> he said, it was just an idea when he was yeah. like on paper, yeah. like we could go this way. But I love that it's the friend, man. No, I no. fucking told you. <laughs> Do not step into that house. Oh, man. What did I tell you? And then instead of like finishing her off, they just back off and walk, drive her, off. Let her bleed out. Just let her bleed out. It's Ooh. awesome. Oh, yeah. yeah, no, that was fucking amazing. You're going to die Tim Roth style. <laughs> <laughs> you're going to watch. You're going to die watching our he- or watching our taillights. Yeah. No uh, fucking help for you. No, none whatsoever. Well, let's give it some final, final thoughts. Um, I'll, I'll jump in. Um, everything beginning to end for me was just really happy to see uh, original take, good acting, solid sound design. I love that it didn't mix some modern music in with a great, really 
eerie Suspiria kind of fucking um, awesome score. I love the music for some reason. There, it was sparse, but when there was there, it was just so operatic and unique. It was like I, I noticed it and I appreciated it. Um, the early intros of doing that weird uh, wood vignettes and stuff where it's just like speeding through the roads and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. It was just fucking fun. It takes you from the city um, and then out of your comfort zone into the wilderness, which I thought was a good place for all this to take place. But uh, actors, great. Direction, great. Writing was pretty solid in my book. I mean, it's hard for me to get close to that 10 perfect, but this was definitely easy eight, nine in my book for uh Things that I would definitely, I'm going to be proud to own this in the collection. It's a fun one that I think I'll go back to. And like I said, in recollections to things like Invasion of the Body Snatcher, the faculty, and disturbing behavior, this fits perfectly within those uh, fun things. It's almost kind of remind me also of Michael Douglas in the game with Fincher. And the cinematography and everything was really fucking tight. It was really unique. I was really impressed by the 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 cameraman's choices on how he uh, photographed a lot of things and knowing that this was under Jordan Peele's direction. I mean, I can only uh, anticipate what he does next. Sounds good. Sounds good. Um, For me, this movie, it's easily nine, almost 10 for me as well. Like there, like there's small little things I would have changed. Like, like I said, with like the cotton, like avoid pulling it instead of pulling it out of his ear maybe like show a sign that it's still in there. Like maybe whenever he killed the dad, if he still had it in there, kind of like mess with his ear for a second. Like maybe he's hearing a ringing. Maybe it's the, the, the hypnotism trying to come back. And whenever she, when he lets her go for the cup and her, her starting and not do anything and he tackles her and then he takes it out, you know, that way he, it pulls on the entire jujitsu thing where you're three or four steps ahead of them. Mm-hmm. Like if it would have pulled on that, I would have, that would have been great. Um, the flash now that Nate's mentioning it. Yeah. That would have been nice to, I don't know, cover that somehow. But the outside of that, like the acting for me was solid. The, the, the dialogue was really well done, especially, especially like how socially awkward a lot of those fucking guests were. Like you felt uncomfortable with Chris the entire time. And it's like the people like grabbing him. Oh, let me see your golf swing. Let me see it. <laughs> you know, stuff like that. Or like even talking to the blind man, like you feeling a sense of comfort with him being there and him being like, Oh, well, you know, it, it doesn't really matter. I don't care what color you are. You know, it's fuck. You, you have an eye for an eye or you have an amazing eye. I just, I lost my eyesight. Life's a bitch, huh? You know? And then he ends up popping up. Right? <laughs> it's like, fuck, I would just want your eyes. It's awesome. It's like, fuck. And this movie, it just throws wrench after wrench after wrench. Just when you think you know where it's going, it just fucks with you some more. And it's, to me, like, this is a breath of fresh air in comparison to some of the movies that have come out, especially in the horror. And like Nate was saying with Peel saying that, oh, it's horror and comedy, it's it's all about timing. I look forward to see what his next thing is. If it's going to be another horror movie, I will be there day one when it comes out. And this movie is going to be in my, in my Blu-ray shelf, digital and physical copy day one, when it gets released, it's, it's a really good fucking movie. And I enjoyed the hell out of it a lot more than I thought I would. Yeah. So it's, like I said, I just look forward to what he does next. What about Mm. you, Nate? What you got? Man, fuck this movie. I'll, I'll be the first to say it. If you, like terrible movies, you're going to hate this movie. <laughs> I'm looking at so. that one stupid critic on Rotten Tomatoes. Look, this movie's fucking original. It invokes suspense so very fucking well, and it keeps you guessing. I, I kind of went into this movie totally naked. I didn't. I think I watched maybe one trailer that you or Griselda, your wife, tagged me in. A, I think it's the one trailer we all saw. Yeah, but I think that's all. I, I didn't research it. I didn't know it was Keen Pill or, you know, Pill. I didn't know anything about it really i mean you know me and jeff saw it opening fucking night and i went in there with i love going in with a blank fucking slate i hate when i get hyped into a movie i'm so glad i did that for this movie because it was fucking awesome um do i think it's 100 percent on tomatoes god maybe i mean i would definitely put it in the 90s high 90s it's fucking originality is look we've done everything in horror Everything has been experimented, but if you can take something and merge it and mesh it and make it fucking original, 
and keep the the audience guessing and keep them in suspense and keep their attention dude you fucking passed and these guys passed with flying fucking colors i don't know who wrote this uh did peel i think peel did. As well? he wrote it yeah. he wrote the screenplay. i mean fuck me dude that peel guy, directed and wrote it that guy has a bright future ahead of him um like jeff said the music was fucking amazing yeah he did write it uh the music was fucking spot on um the acting was fucking terrific the the lead character he needs awards for that performance because like you can see like the very first hypnotism when she's just asking him about his mom and he's just seeing his fucking face how uncomfortable he's getting and then the tears start streaming and then they start really pouring and then sink into the floor bam you're gone how they did the cinematography in this movie is fucking divine it's awesome so you know take that however you want it yeah. grain of salt something something <laughs> i just not thought about whenever you mentioned the uh singing on the floor kind of remind me of uh that movie with scarlett johansson under the skin under absolutely the skin, not yeah. where it had like just that one moment whenever like they're like literally just like going in on themselves and it's just out and it's like in a vacuum yeah and you they're just that floating void. there yeah that, that void space it's like, man. <laughs> I, I like that. And I love that the, uh, when he was falling, you see the artifacts. Yeah. Like, almost like Stranger Things that we were talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, do you feel like this was almost like a, I know we haven't really had horror uh, winning Academy Awards and Silence of the Lambs, but do you think this would be a, a best supporting actor? I best think it's actor? too fucking early and I think it'll be forgotten by the end of the year. I Honestly, not. I mean, horror just doesn't hold. I, and I, I, I agree with you on I that. I mean, what was the last horror film winning Academy Award? Silence, Silence of the Lambs. Lambs. What was the one before that? Uh, Psycho. No, it was a uh, 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 Exorcist. Uh, and it went for writing or I think it went or something. some shit. Yeah, but I mean, look, every fucking twenty years, shit gets nominated <laughs> I, I, or get an award. I think this is warrants the nomination for at least. Uh, I think this thing will sweep the house for Scream awards and shit like oh, that. Oh yeah, though. yeah. But when we talk about originality and stuff like that, and like, oh, I think it's a ten. I think it's a hundred. I think it's just really good to see original stuff that we haven't seen. It's becoming nice to see things because this isn't full blown witch, you know, where it's just strictly no. art house stuff. This is more in vein of uh, Get Out. I mean, I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> um, don't breathe. Sorry. Yeah. Because it's a, a really done well thriller that has the horror element within it. You know, I, I know things like The Witch get all this bad press for it. But when you look at it within the horror spectrum, you don't see a lot of good art house horror films that really do magical things. And which was just so boring. Well, somebody had the balls and the brains to bring something like that that was only... It could only be, you know, like Babadook and stuff like that. It's like, it's hard to create these weird fairy tales and bring them to the the horror genre and, and give them just without being, you know, Heath Ledger and fucking the Grimm Brothers or yeah. uh, Van Helsing with, you know, Hugh, uh, Hugh Jackman. Yeah. It's, uh, it's tricky. But I'm glad that these original things are being more of a thing that we are seeing. And I'm looking forward to uh, more of them because, uh, man. They're, they're like a true treat for the genre. I hope they can keep the flow of this. You know what I mean? Uh, like you said, don't breathe. That's actually a very good analogy on, you know, what this film kind of follows and is don't breathe. I fucking thought was exquisite. Uh, 10 Cloverfield, 10 Cloverfield Lane. Lane. Split. This split. Split was fucking phenomenal. See, that's the only other movie I think is going to give it a run for its mic. I think I, think I hate put- him, not Shyamalan, but that was a fucking terrific movie. Because I rewatched The Visit the other day, and it's still strong for like a, a, a found footage situation. Mm-hmm. And it's a great original story. And I think that's where M. Night is really doing well, and he needs Final Cut. He needs to hold on to these films. And I think with Jordan Peele and uh, uh, Fetty Alvarez... I think these guys do great when they do these smaller budget films and they have a stronger control on them because they're able to not lose the originality to, you know, I mean, can you imagine this got a hold of studio hands and they're like, well, can you make it PG 13? Can you do? Oh, exactly. You know what? And that's, I, the language made it (laughs) believable. It gave it, it stayed true to the originality because you didn't have to, you couldn't, you need to say motherfucker three goddamn times when you're talking to your friend in the goddamn on a cell phone, you know? Mm-hmm. You need to say, is she licking your balls? Because, you know, it's the fucking... <laughs> it's, the, it's the fucking stupid... Ralph, I've asked you that on the phone. It's the fun, stupid <laughs> shit that, we, you know, humans... I like how say- you just gave me a straight face and looked at me. Is she licking your balls? <laughs> if you can't say that in PG-13, then you're not going to have an original... No. I mean, you're look, not going to stay true to a story. It's you know? made for 4.5 mil. 
That's and awesome. It's already made 60. Yeah. I mean, so. come on. The number one movie in America. And it's like, I'm glad Split did that. I'm glad that fucking don't uh, get out doing that. I mean, this is awesome. Yeah, no, this this movie deserves everything that's coming to it. It does. And except I'm, for that one rotten fucking review. I'm <laughs> that fucking critic. There's always one fucking turd. I didn't like yeah. it. Wait, what that guy didn't come back. That guy was Logan. You yeah. dumb shit. <laughs> you fucking idiot. That was Andre, the guy that they found. <laughs> you fucking hack. I didn't yeah. like it. And it's like it's cool. Tomato tomato, but yeah, it's not cool. It's, it is. That guys like not. that make money and they didn't need. God damn it. <laughs> God damn it. I know I can never be like a professional reviewer because I use fucking goddamn. I'm yeah. a realist. But God damn it. <laughs> like, <laughs> the motherfucker did not deserve to watch. Like, why does he have this job? I don't understand. Like, he's the type of guy that complains about the acting in Friday the 13th. It's Friday the fucking 13th. You don't yeah. need acting. Tits, ass, gore. That's all you need. Done. We're happy. <laughs> give me a You could give us Roy from part five again. We'd still be frothing at the mouth. Especially right now. Oh, well, yeah, right yeah, now, right. oh, God, I would go down on a hobo. You Is he licking your balls? <laughs> no, I am. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> well, if it's Universal, it's PG-13, so no. <laughs> Dude, and oh. I'm so, and like I said, I went this totally naked when well, wait, <laughs> I went into this without knowing anything. That's like, what I mean yeah. by naked, and that doesn't mean like I went in naked with Jeff. Oh God, man oh. on man, <laughs> naked and dry. No, but I Sticking leaned over to Jeff. Seats. I, left, I leaned over to Jeff uh, when we're like the naked first and scene, and she says, "What the fuck?" Like she says something about with the word "fuck" in it, a sentence with "fuck," and I leaned over to Jeff. I was like, "God damn, they got the f word out pretty early." This is PG thirteen, and he's like. It's not fucking PG-13. I was like, it's not? Okay. <laughs> and then I strapped myself in for a ride because it was like, that all sounded dirty. I, know. <laughs> I was like, jeez, man. You went in naked. You leaned over to Jeff. Strapped <laughs> some weed nothings into his ear. Strapped in for a ride. Uh, you strapped in for a ride. They already said fuck. Oh, <laughs> man. No, but it like it turned it turned the, the light bulb on for me. Like, wait. <laughs> <laughs> This no. is getting worse and worse for you, brother. <laughs> Son of a bitch. It made my... <laughs> it made the... <laughs> it made the interest level... G- Get out. <laughs> exactly. I'm Nathan. I'm Jeff. And I'm Ralph. See y'all soon. Keep it scary. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Deep in the Horror of Texas. Be sure to like and follow us on Facebook and Twitter. If you like what you hear, please leave a review on the iTunes or Stitcher radio app. And above all, remember to keep it scary.